0: All right, this is true news 365 today I want to get into Matthew 24 uh, an area of eschatology that is often very hard to uh, very confusing for, for a lot of people it's always been confusing for me and unless you really um, number one take into account the various uh, understandings of eschatology um, and you compare those things, those, those outlines uh, to what you see here in Scripture, um, <clears throat> you kind of piece together why people believe what they believe and um, you get your eye on uh, um, many different things. I think that if we look at Matthew 24 and, and, and recognize that sometimes we look at the Gospels differently than we look at the Old Testament um, accounts and we read them differently than we do um, certain books like the Psalms seems like a different monster to us and then Daniel and Isaiah and all these prophetic books um, they look like something else to us and so when we get to the when we get to the New Testament various books in the New Testament we kind of for some reason uh, look at them differently because we assume for many years that they are a different type of uh, genre or, or rather a different type of read than they are, but here within the Gospel of, of Matthew we read um, something that I believe that could be better better understood if we kind of t- give a glimpse as to what we see in the Old Testament and how prophetic language and prophetic discourse uh, and scripture is, is uh, laid out. And I think that kind of helps us um, decipher what's going on. And as they say, Scripture um, reveals Scripture, right? So, na- so, Matthew 24, I believe, incorporates not just 70 AD, but also the second coming of Christ or the end of the age, okay? Uh, the following is why I believe that in Matthew 24, we see the Lord answering his disciples' questions regarding the signs of his, of his second uh, coming. But right before that, he makes reference to a uh, previous conversation he was having with his disciples concerning the destruction of the temple. Uh, If we notice, everything before verse 29 are details that could have happened during the sacking of Jerusalem, but the details after verse 29 are all possible for the second coming. I believe one of the stumbling blocks to Matthew 24 is when it states in verse 29, immediately after those days, quote-unquote, and this makes people think that it is in regard to details between both happenings, 7, 8, 70 AD and the second coming, but it's not, okay? From the beginning of the chapter, we see the disciples speaking to the Lord and making reference to the temple, and Jesus says, do you see all these things? It's all coming down, okay, I, paraphr- I paraphrase. Then in verse 3, the disciples again ask him, when will these things happen, the issue of the temple, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Okay, those are three questions. Those are three subjects. Number one, the sacking of the temple. Number two, the signs of his second coming. And number three, the signs of the end of the age. That's pretty much the same question, number two and number three, okay? So from this point on, he's referring to what's going to happen leading up to the sacking of the Temple in 70 A.D. But after verse 29, he's referring to the signs of his coming and the signs of the end of the age. The verse uh, right before verse 29 explains to those before 70 A.D. not to fall for rumors of Christ having returned because, as he states, don't believe them, because when I do come again, it'll be like lightning flashing for everyone to see, and no one will miss it, his second return, okay? So here's, he, here, he's temporarily mentioning the second coming while speaking in reference to the sacking of Jerusalem in 70 AD. It's not saying that he'll come during the sacking of Jerusalem, it's referring to not believing people who say he'll come during the sacking of, of Jerusalem. In verse 29, the verse, the, the words, but immediately tricks people into thinking that it can't mean 2,000 years later. But we know that with God, a, hundred, a thousand years is as one day, and one day as is a thousand years. But after the tribulation of those days, what days? After the sacking of Jerusalem, 70 A.D. After that, that tribulation. The signs of the second coming will eventually come, verses 29 through 31. So let's read um, from verse 34. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day and the hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. The coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah, for as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man be. So I believe this this quote this generation, unquote, he's referring to, to he, the generation who will be alive at the time after verse 29, after the sacking of Jerusalem, that's us, or the generations that'll be alive to see these things happen. That generation in the future will witness these things because he makes parallel references to as in the days of Noah, which is final judgment and the day of the Lord. Those references can only uh, parallel the end of the age. Now let me check something really quickly before I continue see how much time I got, okay? Got to keep an eye on the time. Okay, now let's go back to verse 21. Okay, verse 21. For then there will be a great tribulation such as not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will again. A troublesome part of all this is verse 21 because of the things he says within it. Number one calls it a, a great tribulation, making a distinction between any other tribulation ever before. This is in light of the Noetic flood, in light of Israel going into captivity, etc. Could this great tribulation he's referring to here be even greater than those tribulations of the past that the children of Israel had to go through? He says, nor ever will again. Does this mean that this tribulation that he's re- referring to will be worse than anything ever to come? Ever? As in, even right before his return, uh, the second coming? Okay, Or is this second coming he's referring to and not 70 AD? Perhaps what is being conveyed here is that this tribulation being mentioned here, AD 70, will be for the Jews the worst tribulation that will come to them as a people and within Jerusalem. The persecution of the Jews that happened during the World War II happened outside of them as a people because they were scattered throughout the world, but 70 AD was specific to the Jewish kingdom with their temple as a gathered people in their own land. And then chapter 25 continues on into parables that detail and give imagery of what will happen and what it will be like right before the end of the age, the last day and the second coming of Christ. So it's all about the second coming from that point on. So this is why I believe that Matthew 24, with regard to eschatology, is speaking of both the sacking of Jerusalem in 70 AD and the end of the age, the second coming of Christ. I believe the Lord joins both those two accounts as what will soon happen in the timeline of God's major plan, adding the emphasis that we need to be ready at any time, because he can come at any time. We're not used to seeing things this way, but his second coming is just much a done deal than what has already happened in history, especially since we all can agree that our hope is being able to look at the end of the story and know that our Lord has truly conquered the world. Okay? Praise God. Okay? So, basically, you know, uh, Matthew 24 is a complicated thing when you think about it, but even though there are many people that have different views of looking at it. It helps to even understand those different views in order to piece these together as you're trying to decipher it and use the her- proper hermeneutics to figure out what's going on. I do believe that Matthew 24 is talking about 80,70 70, but also the, the end of the age. Okay. So thanks for joining me on this short uh, eschatology um, moment. Okay. Until next time, God bless and take care. thanks again for listening to true news 365 check out true news 365.com for more podcasts blogs resources commentary check me out on youtube twitter facebook ig telegram i'm all over the place and until next time let's keep the faith moving forward and ignite the power of truth with the word of god to our neighbors and the rest of the world in christ's name god bless